0: And welcome to the Peregrine Podcast. This is Nori Mueller alongside John McCord.
1: Yes, that's I.
0: And today we have a very special guest, not your headmaster, but your upper school principal, Adam Bloom. He's also an upper school teacher and admin team all-star. I made these (laughs) ones up. And the current field day champion for Ten Boomhouse. We oh, haven't right. mentioned that that's yet. That's right. But yes. We are yes. currently the
2: champion. Add it to the list. Thank okay. you. I'm actually, and
0: I wasn't done. He oh, has okay. one Sorry. more. Sorry. And you're gonna. You're not gonna like this one. I think he is self-proclaimed winningest coach in Veritas that's athletics
2: right. history. That's right. To be fair, though, I did <laughs> say volleyball, volleyball. history okay. I, I know that's a okay. mid- uh, I know. No, I know we did. I think you guys John finished. Uh, about- I think you guys finished over 500 last year. We did. Like yeah, a, like a. 10 and 4, or we were, like 9 and 4, or something like that. Yeah, okay. we were Beer we were Test Volleyball which yeah, we is were not. really just
0: was, a slam on me because yeah. I was the previous I was
2: show. I was just trying to bulk up my contract for next year, <laughs>
1: right? To get all that. Uh, money I, don't that money. Was, I don't know if that was a text. Right. I, just, I do have to say, this is a good reminder of just how thankful <laughs> I am for 10 Boom House beating Augustine. Uh,
0: did they have it on lock they or did, something? Well, I mean,
1: they've won a lot of things, and we just. I just think all the houses need to unite against then as that's much true. as possible. Ooh. So. They're that's like true. the Alabama. They are like the Alabama who got <laughs> theirs this past weekend. He as of our so recording. As of our recording. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> exactly. Uh, goalposts have been torn down. And, and grown thrown
0: into a river. into the I'm North like, Tennessee does river. someone go and get those? No. Or there's just a lot of goal, or a yeah. few goalposts. Sorry, we
1: were talking about the Tennessee Alabama. Yeah, yeah. If
2: that, you missed it. That's one of the biggest things, which was great, though, so one of the Pittsburgh... And I got to watch the game, like, alone. Like, people I know oh, what do you do in Pittsburgh? I'm like, I got to sit alone <laughs> and watch a college football game. It was amazing. Because, you know, my parents have
1: the kids, and yeah. they're just out. But like, you nice. did an ultimate husband and father. So we're recording this after fall break. Uh, it'll come out, like, a month after this, basically. Oh, nice. But anyway, right. so you, you should tell people what you did for fall break, because, like... Well, don't tell too many people because my wife is already uh, like, <laughs> claiming oh, for this. Yeah. <laughs> right? This needs to
2: happen. Yeah, I uh, I I took the kids so because I'm leaving in a week here to D.C. and I have to stay out with all the kids for a week. So, right. so I took them for near a near week, Wednesday to Sunday. I took them up to Pittsburgh and just let her let her be have her time and have her time. And wow. She said it was it was that lovely. was
0: she didn't ask for so, this.
2: No, well, it it uh, Charlie's gonna
0: listen to this podcast. Yeah, he doesn't it, even know it exists. He's never listened to an actual podcast.
2: Yeah, he's yeah, 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 he's listening to this one. Yeah, you tune in there, right? He's gonna hear this. Um,
0: <laughs> no, that's some good. Yeah, stuff. so that's it great.
2: was uh, it was it was good, and it was a nice little trip. Drive wasn't too bad. Are you and, from Pittsburgh? I am. Yeah. Okay. I from Pittsburgh.
0: Well, that's why so. we had you on to learn more about you. So yeah. talk yeah. about that upbringing in Pittsburgh, and then you can kind of get into. How you
2: got into education because we are going to ask you about that I don't know about that yeah um how do I good I don't know solid upbringing I don't feel like I have like some great stories to uh to bring I, I love Pittsburgh um but ironically I've never desired to go back there I don't know like as soon as I graduated from college I just knew like I'm not coming back here.
0: I've never been to Pittsburgh. But every time I drive
2: like? through, and, like, you know, there's this, you know, depending on where you're coming from, this is where you go through the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Um, it's, like, no cityscape. You go through the Fort Pitt Tunnel, the whole thing opens up. Like it It's is. awesome. Like, I love it. it was such a great, I have such a great, you know, fond memories of, um, you know, hanging out there with friends and what they're called, it's only an hour north, and so it was an easy time to drive down. Yeah. Um Awesome. But just no desire. It's just this weird thing. Like, it's new. Like, well, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not going to live here. We, I don't know, which yeah. is weird. That probably says something about, like, my upbringing. Uh, I'm sure, yeah, we
1: can unpack that. Is <laughs> this a Is this a <laughs> is podcast? This or this, session? Right, right. Yeah, that's what I going to ask. Is this a podcast? Or is this, co- is this there, a counseling there, there session? There is a the couch. We can transition. Right, through. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Right. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure if, much to my parents' chagrin, uh, just did not have a desire to do.
0: Yeah, you know okay, so you so, grew up in public
2: school, private school? Yeah, I went to but, public school, okay. uh, the whole nine yards, so there for all of it, went to a private Christian liberal arts college, um, and I don't know, I feel like my upbringing was very, like, probably stereotypical, like, you know, got to do all the events, but I was also the one that didn't want to do the events, like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I feel like it went, like, every time, like, out of peer pressure, like... I, w- I was pretty, like, introverted. I would rather just hang out with a small group of friends and I would, you know, end up going to, like, you know, homecoming and prom and eventually, like, you know, giving into you know, peer pressure. It was, like, fine, like, I'll go. Um, which I'm sure that's what your date wants to hear, right? Like, fine, fine. I'll, I'll go, go. <laughs> right? Like, every woman <laughs> loves <yes>. to hear. <laughs> Well, yeah, fine. <laughs> if it. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a model of a gentlemanliness as, as a high school, as a teenager, uh, clearly, uh, yeah, uh, it, I don't know, I don't, it's had one brother, uh, he's still in Pittsburgh, he's Thanks. two years older, uh, parents are still in the house that I grew up in. Um, did
0: you have any memorable teachers or anything happen to you oh, where man. you're like, okay, education is yeah. gonna be it for me because, of uh, this.
2: I did have some rural teachers, but I never thought I wanted to go into education. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, I went through, like, I did that ship didn't, like, you know, well, ship sail, that's the wrong metaphor. That idea, like, didn't come in until, um, like, halfway through college. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I hate it. This is the irony of, like, teaching, you know, history, and, you know, I don't teach literature now, but used to for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I hated to read. Just, like, hated, 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 hated read. Um, and I, I mean, just terrible, terrible student. Um, you know, my goal for all my students is just, like, be better than I was. Like, I, I mean, I always can't believe, like, you know, I was, like, notorious, uh, you know, fine, minimal, how minimal effort can I get in and do this? Mm-hmm. Like, cheated my way through lots of things. Like, you know, not, they're so proud of it, but this is, like, like, the system we had, right. So this is also confession hour, right? Like we had like a system. If I remember for like my my trade class, where I had one guy who would do his homework, and it was my responsibility to get his homework in homeroom because he was in my homeroom.
0: Okay.
2: Right. Adam Not Bloom. like steal it. No, like okay. like coerce, you know, and like yeah. pressure and like befriend and and uh, so forth <laughs> and use all like. my m- rhetorical devices, sure. you know. So uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, Michael uh, Busick, right? So Bloom and Busick, same homeroom. And, uh, oh, I hit the table, sorry. Um, and it was my job to get homework, right? And then uh, I would give the answers, then it formed a chain. Then I would give it to my friend, then he would give it to his did friend. Did you make money at it least? It. No, no, I should have. Well, I <laughs> benefited, though, because I didn't do the homework. Yeah. I didn't do the did homework. It. It. You were just, yeah. So I remember distinctly the day um, when when my music was sick. Oh, no. <laughs> And l- no joke, half the class did not have their homework to and hand
0: in. The teacher didn't.
2: Oh no, he did because he would oh, call okay. on people, and they like we wouldn't know the answer. So eventually, just like he just realized, it dawned on him. He's like, "All right, everyone, like, show me who does it. And it's just like, I mean, half oh the God. class is like, because the you know the alpha like wasn't there anymore, and and so <laughs> we couldn't do it. Um, oh, I was I was terrible. I mean, I would like do my homework. Like the homework for the next class was done in the previous class. Oh wow. Right. That was like my yeah. daily routine. Um, it worked. I was able to do I knew what I like, I knew the minimum energy of it.
0: Yeah.
2: And so and I did decent, you know. I, so I
1: feel like somebody I remember somebody saying once like that like the education that we got, like again, the yeah. same thing. I grew up in public school, K to twelve. Like it taught you how to jump through hoops, hmm. not grow in wisdom. Um, yeah and and like discerning and discriminating between like i can play the game right like yeah. and i did the same thing yeah. i remember specifically very clearly doing homework the period before it was due
3: mm-hmm. because
1: you know so there's something and again you could say there's a, a sort of shrewdness about that right of like hey if if this is all i have right. to do to like mm-hmm. jump through the hoop mm-hmm. then you're not demanding anything more of me right you know um Anyway.
0: Your lives were a lot less stressful than I, mine. I did all my homework and learned nothing. Wait, so, wait, wait, there you opposite. go. Wait, <laughs> opposite, opposite, right? Issue. I did it all and learned.
1: I mean, that's like... I, I learned yeah. maybe
0: two things, but, yeah, I just didn't... But I did make all the grades, but... but you did it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you and did I was it, stressed right out, yeah. and it didn't... Yeah. yeah, I was really just jumping... I was jumping through all the hoops gladly yeah. for the grades, which,
3: hmm, Yeah.
2: And that's what I feel like to my students today. And, like, I fully expect them to make dumb decisions, right? Because it's, like, I remember what it was to be a kid. But my hope is, like, yeah. I hope you just make a few, you know, just fewer just dumb decisions than I did. Like, just just be a little bit, like, air quotes, you know, like, better than I was yeah. in school. Because, of yeah. course, they're just, like, they're, uh, they're kids. Um, I hope is, like, maybe you can just get a bit more of a vision and, like, a bit more of and not have the same just lack of um, respect for you know education that that I did
1: but but that's one of the things where it's why we were talking about this today in one of my classes of like that's where you as an upper school principal and I think this is something you do really well of like understanding the nature of human like just humans right how Mm -hmm. they are teenagers (laughs) you know Um, when you understand what humans are you can build systems let's say Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be careful about that right but like you can build systems, like for example, what's the nature of the homework you're assigning? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you're assigning homework, let's say, of a nature that you can bust it out in 10 minutes in the previous class, mm-hmm. or if you are running your classroom in such a way that somebody can sit and do homework in the back mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. right? like th- these systems yes. are allowing for the, the product you're getting. right? right? And, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and like, I, I just know there are a lot of conversations we have where, like, Adam, you know, goes to Proverbs, so to speak, in, in, in the sense of, like, dude, like, this is just what humans do. Yeah. Like, And so so we have to meet humans where they are of, like, you can say to kids, hey, you should pray every day. Mm-hmm. Hey, you should read your Bible. Or you could build a system where you're saying, like, hey, we're going to pray together every day. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about the Bible every day. Mm-hmm. And that way I can, so to speak, like, guarantee that you're getting reps in prayer rather right. than just saying, like, you should do this. Yeah. And
2: that's I think of like the even the like you said the type of assignments you get, right? The assessments that you give. But like I remember teachers having teachers, and and this one was a student, um, and you would teach for education that that would almost have sort of like a like a shocked response to when students are being students, mm-hmm. right? In in a more just like childish sense of the word. It's like well, of course I do that. So like you said, like if you craft your homework or craft your assignment in a way that students just go online and look at the answer. Like, read the spark notes and find the answer. Like, of course they're going to do it. I remember, like, you know, every once in a while I get a classroom and I'll tell students, like, oh, yeah, feel free to use the spark notes. And they're, like, surprised that I would, like, as a literature teacher, would be encouraging them. Just like, well, isn't that cheating? I'm like, like, one, I can't stop you from doing it anyways. And it's <laughs> foolish and naive of me to act like my students would never, like, you know, do this. But then it's incumbent on me to, like, to set up an assignment, a discussion that shows that they actually read it, right? Mm-hmm. Because, of course, if I'm only going to require them a surf- superficial level and say, hey, just tell me this thing that happened, um, <laughs> just do the bare minimum, um, then, of course, they're going to outsource it and not do the work to find the bare minimum because that's all you're requiring. Right. And then why should I be shocked that that's all they did? I mean, they're, right. you're, you're allowing them to kind of fit into their, you know, like, suited nature instead of actually calling them into something you know, better and higher, which is to say, no, I'm going to. Do, my assessment of you is actually going to make sure um, that you read the work um, and that you actually, you know, t- took notice of it. And of course, there are easier days and there are harder days, sure. and and all in between. But um, yeah, I just, I just think as a teacher, just being kind of surprised, like why, like why are we shocked that we're doing the bare minimum um, when we're only asking them to do, you know, right. the, like. You know, Baron. why are we surprised when they go online and find an answer? Like, right. if, if my assignment allows them
1: to get away with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I we call be. that cheating. Like, right. I don't know. Like, if you could just Google search, you know, what do I need to know for today's meeting? Or right. or, or like, your lec- like right. if you're lecturing in a class, yeah. it's not against the law or whatever. Like, wait, did you use online resources to prepare for your lecture today? Right yeah of course I did <laughs> yes. like, what, what right. do you think I'm supposed to right. like I'm going to write this textbook myself you know what I mean like we do right. this all the time yep. like, and, and anyway right. it's, a, it's a funny like screwy way to, to teach kids right I don't know to tell them what is bad is good and what is good is bad so it's mm-hmm. to me too right but anyway.
0: okay so you go through high school jumping through hoops but then you end <laughs> up at a liberal arts college you yes said. okay yeah. yeah did your I, attitude toward education kind of start shifting yeah okay um
2: Probably around a little bit freshman year, because when I first went there, it was still sort of the, um, the reality that you go to college, and you realize know, that you can only take what you want to take, mm-hmm. that you can you know schedule them for when you want to, mm-hmm. That I could, you know, stay up till, like, 4 a.m. because I didn't have a class till noon. Like, at first, like, my 18-year-old, like, male brain, like, couldn't handle, <laughs> like, that <laughs> amount of, like, freedom. It melted right? again. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, wait, I could, I could just do this and I don't have to go to class, like, all, every day. Like, I just, like, I didn't know how to handle it. So freshman year was just, like, right. very, you know, lots of you know, lots of video games, and, lo- and, and, and everyone's connected, <laughs> no, I know, that was actually late. I know, you would think there's a correlation, but that was actually later, right, like, everyone's connected on a landline, and, and, which, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, right, but, like, and you understand that, like, we didn't play these games, like, it was, it was too much for my brain to, you know, right. to handle, um, so, so, probably, um, as, it, as is. It, uh, the the issue for many guys in the world, um, there's a sharp correlation between when I met Alex and when like things started to to change. <laughs> right, when you started to
0: become better, <laughs> exactly. <human. laughs> yes, a better
2: human, exactly. Uh, that that's probably true for a lot of guys. Is that there there's the, you you can trace a very clear you know correlation between like, you know,
1: I I I started to. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I just there's this funny line about Homer, which is Homer is the educator of women, and women are the educators of men. And this is <laughs> yes, oh. men, men. yes. And uh, I, I started to get into
2: classes that I wanted to be in. I started to you know read more. I started to like schedule eight a.m. classes, right? Because so I wanted to be up. And even if that like grained against me, it's like, well, she's taking this class, so I'm gonna like, sign up for this class, right? And she like, was yeah. a reader,
0: right? I feel like yeah, we've
2: yeah, about way, okay. way more so. Uh, our, our, this is you know, side point, but our, our niches and now like what we enjoy are like so like there's a little bit of overlap, but just like so <laughs> different of what we like to read. Yeah. Uh, but yes, like okay. she was a reader. She grew up in a, a family that that read. Uh, mm-hmm. My family did not read. Uh, my parents still don't really. which, not you know trying to. Same thing, but um, but I did not grow up in you know sure. culture that kind of valued that. Um, so it was yeah, very much through the people. Um, and, not, and and you know I, I met my um, you know best friend in college um, who'd be the best man at my wedding. Like met him okay. um, second semester you know freshman year, um, and he did not have the upbringing that I did. And and so just like I mean. I mean, you're like an iron, you know, sharpened iron in, in a true, you know, sense. Um, yeah. That that was kind of a, a turning point, and then I just started to um, started to enjoy um, what I was learning, and you know, read it for this for you know the sake of, of reading. And that, I mean, it's still like a it wasn't like a night and day, right? It was a slow
3: sure.
2: build, right? You know, like into graduate and college and like in, into grad school. Uh, but yeah, that was just, that was a slow build, um, and then. I don't think I had a sense of, like, teaching until maybe junior or so year of college. Like, I didn't know what to do at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as a psychology major, so I think that's a common, like, <laughs> eh, what do you do, right? Yeah. Sure like, that's interesting. That's yeah. like, yeah, like, that's like the, I don't know what to do. So sure. so we did that, and um, I switched to uh, theology, um, where I was called, um, uh, what was it called? Uh Oh, Christian thought, right, which I always, yeah, the major called Christian thought, which I always, you know, joke that um, one of my good friends from high school, uh, who's who's now an atheist, when I told him that, he said, well, that's an oxymoron," awesome <laughs> right? right. Um, <laughs> cheap like, point. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, touche, right? Um, and, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, well, sorry, and, and so Christian thought and, and went into grad school at uh, Wheaton, uh, thinking I was convinced to um, go on to PhD, um, and that just didn't obviously didn't you know happen. I did I did decently and we, like I did well, but I wasn't exceptional. Um, and so I we remember very clearly like um, you know my advisor at the time. Um, I just he's like, hey, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't think i will applying to PhD programs. So he's trying to like. He's like, hey, like you're you you do not really have like, you're not that top-notch level, right? Like to get in here, um, he's like very bluntly. He's like, these PhD programs you want to get into, they're not looking for more um, white males.
3: Mm.
2: He's like, they're just not. They don't want more of them. Um, so if you're not that much like <laughs> separating yourself from the from the group, and again, I like I did I did well. Like I wasn't a t- bad student. Um, you know, at this point in, in grad school. But it wasn't, like, top-notch. And he just kind of told me very clearly, like, hey, so you mm-hmm. can do it, but this is kind of the reality. You might have to get, like, a second MA, like, these things to distinguish yourself, mm-hmm. take your GREs in, all these things. I just felt like, oh, I don't want So, and at the time, so, his wife was the headmaster um, at the school that both John and I started at. Oh. Um, and so he said, hey, have you heard this thing, classical mm-hmm. Christian education? So no, like, no idea. Um, and that, you know, one thing led, one thing led to another. Uh, I was hired initially to, uh, teach uh, third, fourth and grade Latin. Uh, my house oh. always laughs at this. And so I went into the interview and they said, do you know Latin? I didn't. I said, sure. I said. Sure. Yeah. I said yes. Uh, I think I said yes. Uh, I didn't have to give yes. this interview. This is yeah. awesome, man. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I Um I said, yeah, yeah. I don't know Latin.
0: I can go um, Google that. <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> I, I can Google that.
2: because uh, <laughs> I I mean so my logic was that like um,
0: your Christian thought uh, right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> like, funny, no. Yes, this uh, baseline. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, was like I, I had been wanting to learn Latin. Uh, I knew about Latin. It's
0: kind of like knowing it. <laughs>
2: I've, I've heard of Latin,
1: uh, right? Um, this is how not to do a job anyway. in a... Yeah, this is not to do a job.
2: And uh, I, I, I knew Greek. I t- I'd taken six years of Greek, and I'd taken okay. three years of Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And so I knew inflected languages. Like, okay. I knew that Latin was, you know, has was pronunciations, had declensions. And I was like... Like, I can learn, I mean, this is like, I didn't fully say this, but I was like, yeah, I should. can I learn this at a third, fourth grade level. Right. So I, you know, stretched the truth in my <laughs> ability to do Latin, and uh, yeah, and so I was part-time for one year, I did uh, elementary school uh, Latin, I did middle school logic, and then the next
1: year I was full-time. And
0: nice. And John, I, worked. you worked there at the time.
1: I did. I got hired... Uh, the year, the year before, before mm-hmm. yeah. So,
0: did you know we were all at the same? We were, we did, we yeah. knew each other from grad okay. school. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think
1: we played some ultimate, fri- many a game mm-hmm. of ultimate frisbee, some soccer. I think. Did I was you terrible see right. the dreadlocks? Um, no, no,
2: that was a college thing. Oh, that yeah. was back. You had that's, to get rid of those. That's I mean. when the grad, that's when the grad school um, frisbee intramural team w- was good. So oh, the so the guy nice. who does uh, our design for school profile was uh, Kian was also there.
3: Nice,
2: and this was. Uh, after he graduated, he played in our grad school team, and he was like, "Guys, this is like this is upsetting like the the natural pecking order of the intermediate. Like the grad school team is supposed to be a joke." Right. He's like, "And that's what he told me." Is you're
0: like old and slow. By the yeah, time you're exactly. Like okay. it was
2: apparently, than apparently okay. for years it was just like people who just like went out there to have fun, and and <laughs> we were we were good. I mean, I mean, we, Adam's much better we, than we Adam. were. We were good. So, you yeah. Do, like so the we, this
0: way throw? Yeah, like the yeah, yeah, the, forehand, the forehand, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, a yeah. flick. As okay. It, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <know> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I so, don't know how long did you
0: work? Was. How long did you work in that school with John?
2: Uh, well, so I was there nine years. Um, wow. But I think with you only five or six. Did you, okay. you, you came down here a few years before, three or four years before I did.
1: After the second graduating class. Yeah. So I was there one year before. So
2: seventeen you was. The 17, 18 year was my first year
1: here. Yeah. And okay. Summer of fourteen is when we moved here. So And that was yeah. a
0: John thing that brought you here? Like you just remembered this ultimate yeah, frisbee he, player. Yeah, he Latin was like, hey,
1: we need on
2: an a ultr- third, fourth, and fifth yeah. grade level. Like, yeah, yeah. He was like, I need a lower school Latin teacher and an ultimate <laughs> I frisbee know this coach. Guy. And uh, <laughs> this is what you did. Yeah, it was um I think John knew that I was looking. Uh-huh. Um and that's and that's not sure. Like, I um i love the school yeah. you know they're at like there's nothing wrong um pedagogically everything uh, but it was becoming financially mm-hmm. um inviolable you know uh for um you know i mean we i think we legitimately tried everything we could to make it work um enrollment was a real struggle mm-hmm. there and so um you know, they just didn't have the funds. I think I got, like, one raise in nine years. Um, so our last three years, we moved into, so this was right after Henning was born. Uh, for the four of us, we moved into a 670-foot apartment. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was the cheapest thing that we could find.
0: This was in
3: Naperville?
0: Or uh,
2: Chicago? Yeah, Chicago, western suburbs, yeah. Okay. Win- Winfield, technically, but, um, uh, wow. but yeah, west, west Chicago, uh, Chicago land. And um, and we were in that part for, th- for three years and it just kind of got like, it got to a point where it's like, okay, we're going to, you know, find something else. Um, and I mean, the crazy thing about, about this is that um, I never wanted to move down south. Never want to be on the I think I started that one year with community training, and then someone came up to me. and he was like, "Hey, way to like alienate your audience from like the get go." <laughs> you know, uh, I was like, "Yeah, that's a good point." <laughs> like, like my opening line. I hate the South. All right, so let's talk about education right now. <laughs> right? Um, uh, but it's true. Like, I I never planned on moving down. I mean, had you
0: been down here before?
2: like on vacations, okay. I mean primary, oh, who knows, like preconceived notion, you know, like sure. whatever like bias was in my head. Mm-hmm. I applied um, to a bunch of schools um, and like some didn't work out, uh, some like worked in the sense that I did not offer, but what they were offering was just like not possible. Right. Um, you know, like one was in Seattle and I was trying to figure out, like, financially how to make it work. And I talk, remember talking to a the guy there. So, like, I was like, hey, how do you, like, live in this area?
1: And um, have this
2: And, and have this yeah, job. And, and he was like, work. oh, my wife is an anesthesiologist. Oh. I was like, oh.
1: Mine is mine. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that explains a lot, you yeah. know. Um, so, same thing. Like, got a job in Seattle. I got one in New Jersey. And it's just, like, it didn't. Um,
0: you were really trying not to live in the South.
2: Yeah. So the only two. So this <laughs> is the thing. the The two that came closest, Veritas, obviously being one of them, uh, and the other one was um, in Birmingham.
0: Oh wow! And, Even further. Right. Out. And
2: the only, and the only two that I like legitimately went through the whole process of the South, where was where like I knew someone.
3: Uh.
2: <laughs> Who worked there? Okay, and they said, "Hey, I want you to apply for this job." Mm -hmm. Right, so I knew John here, and I knew Mm a guy named James Daniels, who I think he used to do some training at Veritas Mm -hmm. before I got here. Okay, Um, I knew him.
0: And what were you applying for here? Was it a
2: for here? It was for the principal job. Uh, For 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 Birmingham, it was. just a full a full time was it teacher.
0: New to you the university model or you had like heard of that it? was new. Okay, that was yeah. new. Yeah. And you were coming from five day a week class. Five
2: day week class Christian. So Okay. I was very familiar with classical Christian, although sure. there's still a tons of things I've learned differently. It's just like right. I would not, you know, do that anymore. But um um yeah, knew about class did not know a thing about university law school I mean, you know, like actually, uh, like legitimately, did that interview better than my first interview, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. where you know I was re- like researching, sure. um, had mobile phone conversation with John about like, hey, tell me, like, how it, does this work? Yeah, how does this work? Like, it's, yeah. it explains to me. Um, but the first year, I mean, it was a big learning. I mean, big learning curve. Like, yeah. for me, is this for a lot of is like, how do I like how do I do university model um, when you're used to you know a five day a week. Um, how to be an administrator, right? When yeah. I'm used to being only a teacher. Um,
0: oh, so right. So this this was you, yeah. administrator and teacher, right? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and that. So yeah, the first year is huge, huge learning curve, um, in lots of lots of areas. Yeah. Um, so
0: how has it been? Like, how long have you been here?
2: Uh, I'm in my sixth year.
0: Okay. So and so going from classical five day a week. Yeah. Biggest challenge, maybe. Mm-hmm. Of going to three days because you teach three days or
2: yeah or at school um, three
0: days a week up in the
2: upper yeah so th- this is um you you have the biggest like pedagogical shift like mental shift for me has been as a teacher you have to be free um, to cut the stuff right mm-hmm. and to know what really matters mm-hmm. in the classroom and how to really focus and how to like jam pack your classroom with. Um, Learning that really matters mm-hmm. and that really leaves an impression, you know, on the students, like in, you know, in a in a good way, mm-hmm. um, because you you've lost two days, um, and to be for most of my classes at in Chicago were not five days a week, even as a five day week school, okay. but they were at least four days, you mm-hmm. know, a week. Mm-hmm. So I still had an extra class. So you had to get rid of just stuff to do. Like hey, I'm not going to cover this, but but I mean that was one of my like, that's been one of my biggest revelations as a teacher moving forward, like, how to educate and how to teach. Um, and and this, this, the start of that journey, the impetus of this whole, like, shift for me was, like, four, was four, no, five years into uh, my uh, teaching in Chicago.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So five years into, I have students in my classroom who are seniors um, that I had as freshmen, So that was my second, I had them as my senior teacher when they were freshmen. Now I'm in my fifth year when they're seniors. They're in my room for a homeroom. Um, And I taught them um, ancient history, ancient literature. I don't know what prompted it, but actually I I like we started talking about something and for a reason I asked them, um, hey, can you remember, like how many of the Roman emperors do you remember? Not surprisingly, like two?
3: Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think they
2: remembered, you know, like, Octavius, and I think they remember, like, Constantine. You know, I think were the two. Which are, you know, two pretty, pretty <laughs> big ones, and then Grand Stephen ones. Yeah. But what dawned on me is that, um, for whatever reason, I would have justified it back in my second year teaching. Um, I was like, certainly, we are going to learn all of the emperors. Um, up to... Uh, Theodosius, right? So this is like, this, this is, you know, almost 400 years, right? Theodosius is like 390 something, right? So like almost 400 years of run of hers, You are done to memorize all of them. I spent so much time with them and held them accountable for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then four years later, right, their senior year, it's all gone. And it was sort of like this existential moment when I was like, well then what's the point?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like what is the point of spending all this time on this stuff that they're just going to forget anyways and that's when it like slowly started on to me it's like, like well what what have they learned i was like well they're better writers they're better speakers they're better discussers they're better readers right very like nebulous things like mm-hmm. they're better right and, and it's sometimes quite hard to quantify like mm-hmm. what do you mean they're a better writer I do they just like read their freshman essay and read their senior and it's, it's it can be hard and actually damaging to try to like quantify that by a rubric Right. Of how it's better. But you just, you just know it. Like you just look at it and say, this is just better than that. Um, and so that changed everything. I was like, this is what education is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started kind of forming in the, the notion of, oh, it's supposed to be about virtues, not just the skills of reading well mm-hmm. and speaking well, all these things. Um, but that shift to <laughs> uh, university model, one of the biggest things was, was learning how to let go of this stuff. And learn let go of how to get rid of the, like, let go of the content. So I think content is unimportant. Because um, in order to do certain skills well, you um, should know some stuff. You need the
3: content. Right, yeah. you need the
2: content. Um, but it reprioritizes in the sense of how much time you're spending the content.
3: Yeah.
2: Right? I mean, I think, like, today, um, just, like, an anecdote of, like, I did a lesson with my, with my eighth grade class that I, I never would have done um, years ago because i was i wouldn't have felt free to do something without it really matters um so they came in they just they had a, a test for me uh before fall right they came back and said oh this um, is
0: the ancient history test
2: no no this is this was today this, is Ameri- this was today Amer- okay. yeah
0: yeah I, so th- some, some people are
2: yeah, yeah. talking about you this morning and this uh, test they're going to receive back yes yeah and they said uh this is american history that with with eighth grade um and uh you know, normal as per students. So like, hey, did you read a test? I Said, yeah, I read them, and I like to. I really like to mess with my. students. You like students. to make like, them. I fun. like to mess I'm with so them. I'm so surprised. So I know, shocking, right? So yeah, I just okay. said, hey, yeah, over the break, um, I read some essays. Uh, they were interesting, <laughs> right? Is what I said, and of course, all which like, like tells
0: them not right, right? They're goes. like, oh, what, they're what does dying. that mean? Like,
2: they're panicking. I'm <laughs> um, you know loving it. They're just like, what, what does this mean? What this mean? What this interesting. What do you mean? Um, how did we like do all these things? And I said, I'm not going to do it back to you right now. Um, But um, what I have for you is I have 34 bonus points to offer up to you guys. I said, but you guys as a group have to decide how to allocate those 34 points. I said, you will only get 30 points. So this is intentional that you cannot distribute it evenly. There's 13 students in the class. Right? So they can distribute two, but neither you left are over eight. So then do eight students get three, and the other, you know, five don't? Actually, there's only 12 today because one of the students was um, absent.
1: Sounds like zero points. Right? <laughs> zero <laughs> points. And you weren't there. Um, and I told them, I
2: said, you have to propose legislation, you know, piece, uh, and, and we're going to vote it at the end. Um, and so they spent time <laughs> discussing how to come up with it, how to pass it, how to distribute it so forth. Um, and I said, you know, you're going to vote. And I said, majority is going to win. Um, so what they don't know, um, and they asked, him, are we doing this the whole class? I said, yeah, this is the whole class. This is your, this is your class like, Okay. So what they're like, what they're not seeing is that we're moving into <laughs> um, why the U.S. government switched from a Confederate style government to a federal style government. And, and they're saying that a, a Confederate-style government, right, where everyone gets an equal vote can never truly protect the rights of the people because the majority will always win. Always, hands down. And and so they'll read First room 10, which talks about you know the tyranny of the majority, how the majority of democracy can be just as much of a tyrant as a single person you know, on a throne. Uh, but, The thing is like I I need them to experience that, right, firsthand. Like, not just be told Mm -hmm. right, like here's Mm -hmm. what confederate is, here's what federalism is. Um they need to experience it to embody it and have some of them make that sense and and feel a little bit of the scrum of like that's not fair. Right? Because I only got and it was really interesting. I mean, they were they were like calling out certain students like right away and they're like, You don't need any. <laughs> right? You yeah, know, they're like, you don't need any. Right. And not like that, but just trying to say they're like, look, you know you're gonna do well. You know you did fine. So you're just like, I don't know that. And they're like, Yes you do. You know you did fine. You don't need any points. I need right like all of it, right? Um, and so then tomorrow we'll, like get we'll get into that and we'll talk about the notions of fair and justice and like why they did it and um, and and how that matters when we're talking about like protecting you know the rights of the people. But but to kind of circle back to you know the initial question of like how things change with the university model is like let letting go of this of the stuff of the content. Mm-hmm. If if I had done the lesson on federalism years ago, I would have gone straight to like, hey let's just talk about a definition of federalism, let's talk about the definition of a confederate government, let's talk about the Arts and Confederation, like mm-hmm. like make a list of like pros and cons like not not bad. Sure. Um, But coming with a certain freedom to just do that, to give them something yeah. that hopefully will be experientially impactful. In that room. Because what does that mean for me as an educator? It means I don't have I don't have time. Because we're gonna like read the go through the document on Thursday. So that means I now have one class to do to debrief that and introduce the stuff of like the Artists and Federation. They wanted to move to this constitution. Here's the debate. Here's why. After I debrief that for 10 minutes, I've boiled myself down to, like, only, you know, 35,
3: 40 mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. to
2: actually go over it. But just being okay with that, mm-hmm. I never would have been okay with that you other mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the university model has kind sort of forced me in a good way to really prioritize, like, well, what matters? Yeah. Because of the 5 day week sometimes – I mean, you can have a good 5A week school. So, But, like, the 5 day week model can sometimes create the illusion that – you can't. You don't have to prioritize stuff, right? Because you yeah, have all the time, all the time,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and 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 then it doesn't force you to do the hard work as a teacher and a to to discern mm-hmm. like what really matters. Yeah. When they walk away, at the, like if they're gonna forget all this stuff when they graduate, anyways, and we're saying, hey, you're like here you go, here's diploma, but they don't remember anything, like, you have to be okay with, like, Mm -hmm. and not literally anything, but, like, if they forgot all this stuff, like, you have to be okay with that, and a big part of being okay with that is um, really winnowing down, like, like, that circle that we want students to to remember and be in the ways in which we've been informed um, gets smaller, smaller, smaller. Um, Because you just need constant reps of those things, Mm -hmm. and you just try to, like, trim the fat and all the other stuff Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter.
0: Well, like you said earlier, it's those things are invisible a lot of times. Like you can't right. put, you can't do an right. assessment. So like, whereas I graduated, and yeah, I forgot a ton of stuff. I also never learned the invisible things in a sense. Yes. Like mm. so, it was all kind of for not. You know, in mm. my opinion, um, <clears throat> okay. So Psalm ninety twelve keeps coming to my mind. Uh, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart mm. of wisdom. It feels like that's what you're saying. Is mm. like. You're actually teaching them how to number their days, and that's to cut away all of the mm-hmm. stuff. And
1: yeah,
0: I think that's going to be transformational in their lives as they grow up in this sort of education.
1: And can I interject one thing sure. here? It's, I mean, just along those lines, too, of like, even just the way Adam did it. So, like, oh, I love it's, it. A, it's a budgetary, it's a budget question. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've had this conversation with a lot of teachers and folks who have come into Veritas where it's like, you have to have clarity about what matters the most, right? That's, that's what priority means. It just means what comes first prior. And like, it's the same thing you have to do as a coach. Like I was reading this coach's practice plans last night and, and like literally somewhere in the plans he, he wrote, if I had 15 minutes, if I only had 15 minutes of practice, this is what I would do with those 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now again, he has more, sure, but it's like that kind of clarity about Mm -hmm. like what matters most. Like, so that, again, if a, if a student asked a certain question, like, so, for example, just one yeah. example from my class today was a student said, well, how do you, we were talking about um, art. What is art? What is art that lasts forever? Mm-hmm. Basically, like, why does the Odyssey last for 3,000 years? And I Google searched, like, the current number one song on the Billboard 100. Right. And I said, like, yeah, yeah. will this song be listened to in five years? And they were like, no. Right. Like, what about 10 years? Certainly not. You know, it's just like, so how does something last anyway? Mm-hmm. And they asked a, a really great question. And, and it's kind of crazy to think of but it's like the way i can decide whether or not i'm going to actually let that question have life and air Mm -hmm. is i have to know my time budget right like is is that question worth the time Mm. that i'm going to give to it right and it was because we were talking about in the context of like the poem is odysseus has to go to the dead and my question was why why do you have to talk to the dead that was how we started the class. And they, you know, so we got into like art and art that lasts mm-hmm. and art that doesn't last. And, and what are the things that we spend our life on? And anyway, how do we not just be temporary and pass away? But you have to know, okay, what's the most important thing? Okay, this question is going to like reinforce or come at that from a different angle. Um, and I can weave that into this priority that I have, which is I want them to think about art that lasts that doesn't last mm-hmm. anyway and so that's good. but that that's where that budget comes in right yeah it's like if i'm numbering my days and i know hey i've only got 50 minutes is it worth it or not right
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: that's that's a harsh judgment but it is like no i'm so sorry we don't have time for that today
0: right right <laughs> Moving yeah on. um speaking of art that lasts this is something i've wanted to ask adam for a while oh. and you're not allowed to judge me but you will um, I know that Adam, if you've known him at all, he loves Dante's <laughs> Inferno. Who is Dante, and why should I care about him? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> all I've seen are, like, the pictures, and they're gruesome. Yeah, they're, like, yeah. stuff of nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: man, that's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah. So it, teach us about it, <laughs> him, real quick. Um, yeah, Dante is uh, my favorite book, um, I, th- I think it's the best book ever written. Um, but my, my...
0: It is a book. My, it's like a novel.
2: Well, it's an epic poem. Oh, it's yeah.
0: poem. Oh, you guys <laughs> yeah. in poetry?
1: Yeah. It's nice. an epic poem. Okay. Um...
0: I mean, I love poetry.
1: It's yeah. like, a funny thing. What, like. a, what, a, what a world we live in where it's like, oh, you men in your poetry. <laughs> and your poetry. It's
0: just like, it's not easy poems. No. I mean, goodness. And, and, and it make
2: me think. Depending on how you, the translation you get, a lot of uh, the tra- will not reflect um, the oh, rhyme steam okay. in Italian, right? Okay. So the translator, and this is kind of a bit of a tangent why you should care, but the translator has to make a choice um, to keep the style. Um, of um, the you know the fourteen line you know poem rhyme scheme uh, mm-hmm. for Dante and it in English, um, or do I try to translate the Italian words to the closest English translation as possible, right in meaning? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you try to keep the style, you're going to have to choose English words that aren't as precise to what Dante meant. If you okay. go for the meaning, you have to give up the style, right? So when you read it, it doesn't really read like a poem, or certainly not in, in the sense that we, we think of poetry. Okay. Um, but yeah, traditionally it is. Um, so, you know, in, in the 1300s, right, Dante, early 1300s, Dante uh, um, Alighieri writes, uh, he, he was in uh, a political uh, squabble, so Italy in, in the 14th century um, was um, divided up between uh, people that favored, um, the, um, the Pope or the Holy Roman Empire, right? So it's a very foreign context to us, but I mean, until the Protestant Reformation, really after, uh, for 100 years after, I mean, the the church, there was no concept of distinction between church and state. I mean, that's a very Enlightenment thing, right? So we're talking, doesn't really start to come about until late, late 1600s. Like okay. there's no sense that the church and state um, are, are separate, but there were clearly like power struggles, right of who we think should have more power right or the pope should have more power or the emperor should have more power um they dante you know there, there's a debate there's a dispute uh when new popes to office new holy emperors come to office without getting all the particulars um dante chose the wrong side right he ch- he picked the side that that uh, sorry the wrong you know from the, the, uh, the yeah they said that he didn't win oh, right okay, okay. i'm quoting wrong for you know. <laughs> i really like i'm quoting half the time like no one can see the quote uh, <laughs> air quotes right air quotes <laughs> uh, no one can see that um so he picked the losing side okay. so he is, he is exiled he's in prison and he writes this book um, you know while while in exile right while in prison um i think why why should care um, so to me uh i think um and and, and last time is like is that it's not an easy easy book um so even when i say it's my favorite book and we should we should care it has a ton of offers like mm-hmm. it's not like it's not an easy read okay like even
0: like your high school students can read it yes yeah like okay. they can
2: read it but they're not um they might not get everything which is fine like kind sure. of our previous conversation like yeah. it's okay if they don't get everything um I mean, I've, as I can say it's my favorite book. I'm in my sixth time reading it right when now. When did you first read it? Um, a few years into my teaching, maybe my third year. Okay. Third year of teaching. Okay. Um, so I'm in a book group with, with John, and so we're reading it for that, that book group. And so this is my sixth time reading reading oh, trip. Wow. Um, and there are still times so where I'm kind of like, <laughs> okay, like, all right, Dante liked it. You know, what, what's the point? Because he name drops all the time. Um, He name drops all the time for people in 14th century Florence. And he's just like, oh, there's this person I see in hell or in purgatory or paradise. And you're like, dude, I don't know who that is.
0: (laughs) Do you have to go look up? Oh, yeah. Every translation has um, notes.
2: Every translation has notes of like, this is who this person is. And like I'm not a medieval. I like medieval history, but I'm not a scholar, right? So (laughs) all these names are just like, come up and like, I don't know who that is, right? Yeah. So I always recommend like reading up, like, feel free to kind of skip through a lot of the names. Like, skim through. And I read it as... Th- this is um, a very long expansion of the parable of the prodigal son. Um, hmm. is, a, is Dante... The very first canto, he starts... And it says that in, in the middle of his life, right, he had lost his way, right, in the woods. And, and it's kind of... He doesn't say how or why he got there, but this is akin to the sense of, like... The midlife crisis, right, where we all get to the point and we're kind of like, what I've been doing isn't what I thought it would do, right? This is like the grind, right, that um, that a student can't necessarily understand because they haven't lived the day in and day out monotony that, is, mm-hmm. that an adult has in the same way. They have their own monotony, right, day in and out. But it's not the same of, you know, of just like in and out. And you get to that point, you're halfway through your life and kind of like, is everything I've been doing for the past decades like really worth it? Mm -hmm. Like, does it really matter? Maybe I can like, you know, shift directions, right? Um, Go on, you know, something else and maybe that will go better, right? Because like midlife, there's still enough um, hope and sometimes it can be false hope Mm-hmm. That, like, I've got enough life left to live that maybe yeah. if I try it this way, it will be better, right? We're not quite at, like, Ecclesiastes, like, the end of my life. I'm not on right. my deathbed looking back and be like, oh, yeah, none of that matters. Yeah. Right? So i got enough decades and in, presumably... In, you can
3: still play pre- l- crispy like right, I did Right. Exactly. Correctly. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's a whole other story, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's me coming back every time playing and, and being so sore. It's like, I oh, just <laughs> think I can still do it. Um, and... I mean, so this is where you get like all the stereotypes of the midlife crisis, like go out and buy this new thing, right? Get a divorce, like you know, whatever. Because well, all this isn't working out for So, so Dante's in the middle of his life, like I've lost my way, and he needs to be shown which way to go. And he's lost. No, he can't do it. So he needs a guide. So Virgil comes to him. Um, he doesn't know who Virgil is at first. But he's like, hey, like whoever you are, I know that you can help me. Like help me. And he is um, blocked on this path by these wild creatures that prevent him from going forward. And the wild creatures are analogous to different types of sin. Mm. But Virgil essentially says, like, "I'm going to take you home, which is to heaven. But you don't go straight to heaven. You first have to go down into hell, right? And then you have to be purged, right, on purgatory, and then you get into paradise." And this is kind of this is an extension of, of the parable son, which is a sense of like like the parable son has to do, um, th- right? There there are three right four stages of this way, right? He's lost, mm-hmm. right? That's the the of the parable, and that's Dante being lost. He's then um, in with the pigs.
3: Mm-hmm. and
2: that and that still his lost. But the transition in the part the second part of the parable is when he realizes that he's in with the page. Right. So this is why Dante has to go to hell first, because he has to see <laughs> what sin is. Like sin is um, as ugly as he thinks it's right? Because we've all you know been in a lives of like, where sin is the most powerful um, is when it looks good. Right, I mean, this is when you ask your child, like and myself too, like the stupid question of like, why did you do that? Because it looked good, you know what I mean? Like that's right. why like we sin, like sin wouldn't be tempting if it looked good. Bad. Like if right. we if we knew what it actually was, it would never be tempting. But we deceive ourselves, right? By the woman that calls us in Proverbs two, and then like we deceive ourselves. and We're like, oh, that looks really good. Mm-hmm. So I want to like I want to go do that. So Dante has to go see what sin actually is. There's his um, his, his time in, in hell or the inferno. Uh, after the prodigal son sees what it is, he then has a turning and he has to um, walk home. Mm-hmm. Right, this is the sanctification bit. Right, this is purgatory. Right, on the walk home, and the parable skips over this, but who knows, like, how long? Like, we know what he's doing, like, he's rehearsing this speech. Mm-hmm. How, like, how long?
1: Right. Like,
2: how far did he go? How long did it take him?
1: I think he was not a far off you know? country, <laughs> right. That, yeah. Open, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and like, how far, you know, what I mean, we just, we just don't know, but like, that's that's purgatory because purgatory <laughs> is. The time where you are you are in between. You see, and this is how Dante's purgatory, they can see God, but they're also still partly bound to their sinful nature, which is why they're being purged. So this is the sense, now he's walking home, because he's come to his right senses enough that he knows, I don't want to be in hell. I want to go here. But who knows how many times that he is um, tempted. I mean, maybe he got like 100 yards, and he's like, this is crazy, I can't go. I can't go to my dad. Like I've got to go back. Right? right. And so this is the stage where in their purgatory, Dante is saying that their um, their desires have to be reshaped. Right. And their desires have to be reordered because they can they know where they're going, but it's not the easy. Right. It's like the journey is not easy. Like it's going to be hard. Um, and then there's the final part. Right. Is is the embrace of the father. And then that's paradise because now he is he is in uh, he's in paris you to behold and and for me it's it's often in those stages of herbal sign. it's it's a sense of like what is the stage of life in which you are um, what are you beholding right what are you holding you know what are you setting before yourself what is the culture in which you're living what are you constantly around um, and the people in hell right he ha- Dante has to see what will become of your desires when this is what you constantly surround yourself with Mm. right in purgatory, you just see how our desires can be shaped and reformed um, when our desires are constantly being shaped by people in our community with you right so this is where you like see um, in a good way it's very catholic and not protestant in the sense of like the necessity of the church right that's something that sometimes gets lost in contemporary evangelical um, American protestantism is the absolute necessity of the church that like <laughs> no one is supposed to go purgatory alone Mm-hmm. right um, it's just it's just not even a thing like, it's just not even an option like you have to go as a church um, and with the people who are doing it with you and then the third one he has to see how their desires are transformed in paradise when all you have before you um, is beauty right and the only thing you have before you is, is um, God's presence and the light that's emanating down um, I mean he gets he talks to people who are who are in the lower level of heaven and you know that's you know, sometimes we're, we're Protestants, I think, like, focus on the wrong issue. They're like, oh, like, he does the levels of hell, and he does levels of he does levels of heaven, right? Saying that some sins are worse than others, and some virtues are better than others, which is like, that's a whole other, you know, conversation. But sometimes we can get hung up on that. Sure. Where the point is, for example, he goes to paradise, and he's on the lowest level, which is the moon, um, and he talks to a nun... And she's on this level, and he asks the nun, this is like Canto 3 or so, I think, of Paradise. And he says, aren't you upset that you're not in a higher level? Um, you're not closer to God. And she says, I can't be. It is impossible for me to accept, because my desires have been perfectly reformed and reshaped. To only just be grateful and, and in gratitude of what God has mm-hmm. given me. And he, he's you know shot and he's stunned by this answer because he just assumes like well surely like you want a closer place he's like no right. like I can't possibly desire anything apart from what God is doing because to do so would mean that your desires have not been shaped properly that you actually need to go back to purgatory right. and you know go through the you know the system again um, so I think that is you know in, in short like it, it is kind of the walk of you know sanctification which is you know in many ways what the you know parable of the prodigal son is. Um, which is why well, I think it's, it's, it's worth, absolutely worth the read. And you get, I mean, then you, there's tons of other conversations that, you know, you can get into it, but that's kind of a short, um,
0: I think your overview. Yeah. I think your Christian thought, of course, is paid off. <laughs> that was so good. It makes oh, me want to read yeah. it. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm going to go read it and be like, I don't know any of these names. What is going on? Yeah. Hey, li- ju- it sounds like one of those yeah. things you need to read and then talk
2: about. Like Purgatory, right? You have to be in a group, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. It, it is, it is not a, um, it's not uh yeah it's not really silly because it's not um it's not easy but but i mean i think i mean it's the same thing of like (laughs) most hard things that we do it's it's like it's so much easier to do with with a group i mean that's you know like i think of you know training my own exercise you know regimens like like when when i'm you know only doing it myself, like how much more time I am to like to skip,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? And, and now, you know, I work out with my neighbor and so I just walk across to the gym in his, in his basement. But how many times we'll talk, you know, Jody's like, oh yeah, like I woke up and I was tired and I wanted to cancel, but I knew that you were probably up getting <laughs> yes. ready, right? right? And just like how much that accountability like puts you in to so be like, all right, like I'm, I'm not in it by myself. Like I'm in it with other people and I'm gonna do it with them.
3: It's beautiful.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I have, I've always wanted to know about Dante. Now I guess I'll read it. Yeah. Read it. Um, okay. Uh, final question. We ask everybody, what have you been reading, listening to, or watching lately that you want to share? We just shared last week. Oh, yeah. Like people know what we're reading, reading, yeah. and listening to. Um... It can be a TV show. You don't have to do
2: a book. You don't have to be a. Spoiler. No, that's fine. Um, I I I don't have any TV shows. I I, I Al asked me this. He's like, are you watching? He says, no. Like, I met all of my watching goals over the summer. Um, <laughs> achieved. So, yeah, achieved. <laughs> Dream big. Um, but sure, I like there were certain shows just waiting for like season three to come out, uh, next, you know, next season to come out. Sure. Um, and somewhere out for a while or whatever, and so like. Um, um like Stranger Things was like you know I really like that um you you know I have a love hate relationship but it's enough to keep me coming back <laughs> so like that one is like I'm gonna watch that over yeah um yeah so so I'm not watching anything right now um and I'm trying to think although except uh the other day I can't I may have said this at the beginning of the podcast I can't remember but it was that like in, in Pittsburgh, I didn't do anything, right? I just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Wa- yeah, watch games. So that's what I've been watching. Watching college football. Uh, that All was, college that football, that not really, in a particular. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, you know, I'm a fan of Pitt, but they dropped out of the ratings hard in the first, mm. you know, three days. I think they, I think they started at like seventeen or something like that, and and then it, they've just been plummeting ever ever since. And the Steelers are are terrible this stuff yeah so not a lot of uh you know uh i, I love them i'll watch it but uh not a lot of hope there um yeah i uh i think i'm reading well obviously dante because i'm reading uh in the book group um i read uh over um book uh by francis francis sue he's the former president of the mathematics uh, association um it's called mathematics for human flourishing um,
0: oh, man. So Is I re- this like a work read?
2: Yes and no. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's something that, like, I recognize the own deficiencies in my own, you know, self. I need to... Um,
0: right, Greg. I need to read
2: it? more from, like you know, math and science. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one I had. I had been wanting to read. Uh, <laughs> did my reading of Dante break, and then brought uh, the overstory... Um but I didn't have time to um finish that. So I'm like forty percent through that. So overstory uh by Richard Powers. Speaking of looking online to look at it, um I can't oh, what is his name? I should remember this. It won the Pulitzer in a couple of years ago. Uh good uh yeah, Richard no, it doesn't just show it on his last name. Uh Richard Powers, there it is. Richard Powers. So, a uh, good friend of ours from Chicago, uh, Scott Herman, um, is my go-to for just reading because he, I don't know how he reads as voraciously as he does. I just can't keep up. Uh, said, hey, what's something that you've read? Um, and usually if he recommends it, I'll... You read it. I will, yeah, try to in theory. Nice. So, um, so yeah, so that that's one. It is... Uh,
3: Great.
2: Yeah, it's a... I don't know, Envi- it, environmentally, it's, it's interlocking stories and short stories that come together and each character has, like, a metaphor of a tree or some environment that they're connected to and the tree bod- embodies their, or, like, parallels the way that the, the human is, is growing or struggling and so forth. Um, so it, Sounds
0: cool.
2: it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, so that's what... Um, but yeah, no no shows right now, so I'm I'm on the market for uh, recommendations. But you're probably yeah. good
0: just to not watch anything. Yeah, yeah. probably better off reading anyway. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. could all watch a little less. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. This was great. Um, until next time, peregrines live well.